You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am Kristen Maxwell. And in this host, in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Dr. Kelly Shu about empowering women around wealth. So Dr. Kelly, otherwise known as the Sales Whisperer, is an Amazon best-selling author, speaker, and sales and business coach for female coaches and consultants. She empowers women to confidently close more sales, make more money, and build the life of her dreams. And with her work, she is igniting a women's worth worldwide movement committed to women entrepreneurs claiming their truth worth. And I am really, really excited to be talking to Kelly because women and worth and lack of worth are... Uh, an issue that seemed to come up again and again and again. So I am so excited to get her take on it as how it pertains to wealth and uh, other aspects of their life. But anyway, welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me here. Yes, I'm really very excited. You've got some really cool work going on out there. And so I want to start with my the question that I always ask, which is what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? That is such a great question. And so I've been in deep inquiry around this. And, you know, there's there's the the moment that I remember actually as as a little girl and uh my mother was going through a tough time and she was crying and here I was and just wanting to help. And she's like, Kelly, you're my little, little sunshine. And so it's like in that moment, I knew that I could bring light to shadows and I, and I took it very seriously. So, you know, growing up, I, I really thought it was my job, you know, to make people happy. Right. I wanted everyone to be happy and joyous. And so now as an adult, what I realized, one of my superpowers is really helping people in those dark places, you know, those shadows of shame and guilt and, and fear, you know, bringing them into the light with more joy and prosperity and love and connection and passion. And uh, so, yeah, this, this, this gift of, uh, I guess it's a, tr- you know, it's, it's following my intuition, but really bringing people from the shadow to the light, whether it's their finances, their love life. Um, right now, I, I really do focus on, on uh, wealth, but I believe that's my superpower. Yeah. And what a superpower that is. And the thing is, is you can feel, you can hear, I mean, I'm sure everybody who's listening, your energy, it really is very vibrant um, and light. And so I guess, and, and when I'm around people like that, it reminds me, oh, I can do that too. Because I find myself sometimes shutting down and not going there. And I'm wondering, what were you always this way? Or did you, when, when your mother said that, start to say, okay, this is what I'm going to really develop this piece of me? So, gosh, I have always been this way. In fact, 
uh, I was home over the holidays uh, this past year, and we were looking through old pictures. And it was hysterical, like to see there's this one picture of my hair. I had always had long hair and pigtails. And they had my mom had taken me to hairdresser to cut my hair and I have really thick hair and it went out like a big, they called me mushroom head. Oh. And uh, I see this picture and I look hysterical and the joy in my, in my whole being, like I had no idea how re- re- just ridiculous I looked. And so I really have always just been optimistic and passionate and joyful and energized. And so, uh, yeah, it's just who I've identified myself to be, I guess, at a young age, like I took it on seriously, but it really is. I came in that way. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I I have three daughters, actually, teens and young 20s. And it's so interesting to see how they have a different set point almost on that light and energy that they're comfortable in and in their own self of self-worth. I have two that are so, so insecure and one that is just shines with confidence no matter what goes on. So I'm really curious to dig into this a little bit more um, about how you work with people in that area. So I guess what I want to start with, and we're going to have to go to a break really quickly, but let's just do a tease. Um, what is it with women and wealth? How did you how did you get into that? <laughs> it's it's how did I get into it? So um really it was. It was during the the pandemic when I really uh, I had someone ask me in in a mastermind. It was a high end mastermind, and she said, "You know, Dr. Kelly, I've witnessed you. She, she's she, this woman had known me for years, and she knows that my body of work has has been around women and their worthiness, but not specifically around wealth." And during the pandemic, I I realized, you know, there were a lot of colleagues that were that were suffering financially. And the mindset was a scarcity mindset of people don't have money to pay for me. These were high end coaches. And and um, I said, wow, I'm you know, and I found myself coaching them. And so my, my friend had asked me, she said, you really need to have you ever considered just coaching women in business around wealth because your relationship around wealth and money and, and, and scarcity is just so different and you get different results. And so it was really somebody asking me, like calling me forth saying, this is an area, you know, it comes so easy for you. Like, and asked me, you know, to really consider diving into this specific niche to support women. So it was really somebody asking me to step up and, Mm -hmm. and uh, really serve, really serve women during the pandemic. Oh, that's great. And she could really see from the outside where it was that your light was needed, I suppose. I guess so. Yeah. Guess. So we do need to take a, a quick break. But before we go, can let people know, um, you know, where they can find you, your website and more of that stuff. Absolutely. So um, you can go to queenofworth.com and it'll actually take you right to a freebie, which is how to um, you know, five ways to overcome objections. So that will afford you to that. Uh, we're also very active on the social media platforms, which is at Dr. Kelly Shoe. Real easy to find us. And um, yeah, that's probably the simplest way. Great. Thank you. Hang on, everybody. Go check definitely her stuff out because it's very, um, it's fun and enlightening and makes you think. But hang on for a second. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more going deep into empowering women around wealth. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. 
If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and I'm talking to Dr. Kelly Hsu. And so what kind of blocks do you find that women have around wealth? Big question. Yeah. Big question. Yeah, like how long do we have? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I believe that it's, it's, um, these blocks are actually often multi-generational. Right. So they they start from even before we were born, you know, what were our parents and grandparents and great grandparents? What were their relationships to money and wealth? And then we grow up as as children and we take on our environment. So the money um, conversation is different depending on where you grew up. But when we look at it, even just gender based, like here we are. 2022. I can't believe it. And uh, yet there's a still a, a big gender gap in pay. Women still to this day in America make 75 cents on the dollar. And we have to say, well, why is that? And so when we look historically, women really haven't had access to wealth. It was the men that had the access and it was through marriage or through our families that we had uh, access to wealth. And so it was only since the 1970s in America that women could actually have their own checking account, bank account without having a co-signer, i.e. a husband or a brother or an uncle. So I believe that it starts with, um, you know, just some old challenges around women, their worthiness and how it relates to, to wealth and worth. Does that make sense? This is a core challenge. Oh, that totally makes sense. It's sort of, um, just so much that we pick up or in our environment and being around. And if, we're the next generation down. But if our mothers grew up without that sense of I I can create my own wealth, you know, it is, I have this power, we're going to pick up on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What other kind of um, blocks do you see? You know, you, you've mentioned worthiness. You know, how does that play out for women, especially in the entrepreneurial and business world space? Absolutely. So I've named it the lack pattern, how how it shows up is in the lack pattern. And my specialty is really working with big hearted women. These are women, they're highly intuitive and intelligent, often very spiritual, and they are so comfortable with giving. They give and give and give and give, but where they're not comfortable is in receiving. So they tend to um, undervalue their gifts. You know, the whole, the lack pattern of I'm not enough. How could I charge that amount of money? Right. And they, uh, they aren't clear on their boundaries, right? They, they often let the self-care piece go. There's not enough time. And so we, we end up with this patterning of overgiving and under-receiving. And the, the, at the core of that is that worth piece. Like I am worthy of receiving uh, money for giving my gifts to the world, right? And so, um, yeah, I really find a lot of women are undercharging, overgiving, 
and uh, they, they exhibit this, what I call lack pattern. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm sort of trying to, to feel into because, of course, a lot of people, they would say, well, of course. Well, and just my own story, I was a, a litigation attorney for many year, many years, and I was very comfortable making money. And then when I shifted into coaching, it took me years to feel comfortable asking for it. And it, I think it was around this idea of, yeah, I'm supposed to help people. That's my role. I'm supposed to help people. It's very interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, it's so true. I, you make me think of one of my clients, Kathleen. And when she came to me, she had come from corporate and not only from corporate, but corporate sales. And she was a multi six-figure owner or um, um, earner, I'm sorry. And yet she had made the transition into coaching and in coaching, she couldn't make the sales. It's like she couldn't transfer that skill set because now it was her own body of work. And I hear this a lot with very accomplished women in, you know, in corporate or in other avenues. And yet when they pivot to their own business and their own offerings, there's a disconnect. That is so weird. So what kind, and I mean, completely, I can see that in myself. It just rings so true. But what, what are the beliefs do you know, I mean, that get underneath that? Are there beliefs that are, um, I'm suspecting a lot of them are subconscious, but are there some that come that come along with that, that you have to ferret out and pull out with people? Yeah. So especially for the spiritually minded woman, uh, what, what I find is um, this, this belief, you had kind of hit on it around like helping people. Like I'm just here to help people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so there can be a disentanglement of like, I am spiritual and wealthy and, and there hasn't been, uh, really great, uh, examples of that and embodiment of that. You can be wealthy and spiritual. It seems to be an either, or, um, Mm -hmm. I can make a great, uh, give you a great example. So in, in my upbringing, I literally had rich grandfather, poor grandfather and rich grandfather made a lot of money, but he was never there for us. He also uh, did a lot of business practices that were shady. Right. And so it was that honestly, he had that quite honestly, that, that ick, ick factor around money. And it's just like, Ooh, and as a kid, I didn't want to be that. And then I had my favorite grandfather who was also an entrepreneur and a businessman. And he was, he would work so hard and he was known for, if you need some help, you know, he was, he had a, he was a mechanic and he's like, if you need some help with your car, you would go to, um, to Wally's gas station. Right. And so he was known for giving, 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 but he was poor. So in my little mind that, you know, is that if you're going to be a good person and and really give to people, um, you can't have that and make a lot of money. So people have these kinds of stories. It's an either or like um, rich people are greedy or, you know, what will they think of me if if I uh, if I ask for for uh, for that money? So we, we need to unravel these stories of you can be, you know, in, in being a wealthy woman, you can give back financially so much more and give of 
more of your time. And so um, I really think it's it's the and you can have it all. That's the end of the, the end of the line is like this, this you can have it all and scarcity is an illusion. Say more about that, if you would. Absolutely. So I believe that scarcity is an illusion. And what I mean by that is the abundance is already here, right? That you as an individual have unique talents and gifts. And when you can really tap into those gifts, oh my gosh, like what an impact you can have on this world, on your community, uh, with your family. And so this idea that there's not enough, like there aren't enough customers out there, or I'm not smart enough, or this whole I'm not enough, don't have enough, um, is really a lie that one might tell themselves to keep them small, to keep them safe, even though it might feel uncomfortable. And so I really believe the, the abundance is here. And it's a matter, it's it's really a matter of changing the mindset so that you really can be in service and wealthy. It's not either or. So that is my little take on scarcity is an illusion. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And and I I you know so many of the people that I work with um they are also entrepreneurs and I work a lot with again they the piece of yes, I'm not enough. I am not good enough. And that just seems to come up again and again and again for so many people. And you know what I'm wondering, do men, or, and I work with mostly women. I uh, do too. Typically, <laughs> just typically, I don't know why I love working with men too, but it, do men not go into that in the same way? What do you think? You know, I, I think that um, they probably do to some degree because I think there's a humanness to this core wound of I'm not enough. So I don't think that we can totally pull it out and say that it's gender specific, Mm -hmm. right? And the and is the reason that I get so lit up in working with women and wealth is for all of the years and years and years and millennium of being so disempowered, right? And so, um, no, I don't think it's unique to women of not feeling enough. In fact, I just sat on a millionaire panel uh, yesterday with Sandra Yancey, who is the founder of eWomen Network. And, you know, they they say new level, new devil. So you're rising, right, in, in wealth and impact and making a difference. And even I will say, as I sat on that panel prior to getting on the the panel, the the little devils came up as far as like, you know, the comparison thing that I do think women do have more than others. Um, And I have another example of that. But but this this idea of like, no matter how far you go in life, it does seem that um, there can be that just a, like the little hint of, am I enough? Is this really happening? And so I think that's a core wound that we we all as humans work to really be in our center and knowing that we're enough. Yes. Yes. And it's that each step is so out of the comfort zone. It's, it's almost um, discouraging when you first realize, wait, it never ends. Like I don't get to that point where I might, Oh, okay. I'm comfortable. Now I've made it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no there, there. Yeah. So um, I will say that in this journey, one of the greatest gifts is the realization that my business truly is a spiritual journey. And it's more about 
who I become in the journey and how deeply I can connect with, with others, you know, to give and receive love, like as a core of um, why I do what I do. So, yeah. So I continually grow and am challenged just like all of us. Yes. Yes. And I think that's also part of what the entrepreneurial journey or, you know, the business journey where anyway, any of this is the purpose of it is just, as you said, to become more and more of yourself, you know, who absolutely you are meant to be. And it's a process of becoming who you need to be to, to have, to be this person, if that makes sense, to have and reflect, um, what others see, which Absolutely. is, yeah, which is really, really interesting to, um, to experience, to watch people and to experience it yourself. It, it's kind of fun. And you, you had said something about uh, women, you had said something, you had another example about something. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, just this, this is just a, a quick example we learn so much as, as being mothers looking at our children and, and learning through their lens. And I'll never forget uh, during the, the, the debates years ago and um, my, my daughter's first question, we were talking about the date, the debates, and uh, she referenced whatever Hillary Clinton was wearing. She's like, well, what did she wear? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first questions she asked. And what I realized in that question is how harshly we judge specifically women, successful women. We are still looking at through the lens of the physicality of the appearance. And you don't hear that with in the debate. Well, what was the man wearing? Right. And so I wanted to circle back to that because one of the one of the challenges we, we do have, I think it's not unique to women, but I do think it's amplified is this comparison thing especially as women rise in success, they can tend to be even more sensitive to it. And yet we need to come together as women and let all of that go and rise together. This is how it's going to be done, is coming together as women, getting really comfortable with success and feminine business model of collaboration and connection. And that's really when we know we have arrived, is when we can rise together. Yes. And that is so lovely. And that is so much of what we do actually at Superpower Experts is around this collaboration in the spiritual or the divine journey um, and working together. And it's it's definitely it's unusual. And I love that you're doing that, too. Um, is that what the women's what tell us about the movement? I guess let me start with I- that. Yeah. So, so um, the worldwide, you know, or, or the Worth International, um, Women's Worth Worldwide was a vision that came through uh, during, during the pandemic for me, which really is um, envisioning women feeling totally empowered around their worth and their wealth. And that can look different for every woman, but you, uniquely when a woman is wealthy um, as I said, the ability to give back to her community and give back to the world, I really think it's the genesis of peace, right? When women can rise, we have when we have more power, more money in this world, when we have more money, we do have more power to 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 make peaceful changes. And so it really is a heart-centered vision that that I saw. And so I named my company Worth uh, International. And uh, really, we are building a community of women committed 
to uh, rising in their wealth. And that requires one to really own their worth from the inside out. And so we have a community queen of worth on Facebook and, um, and we're building that community, bringing us together so that we can rise in our worth and our wealth. And eventually as, as we give our gifts to the world, um, I do believe that it can have a huge impact um, on a better, on a better planet, truly. Yes, truly. Well, that's it. Actually, I'm not going to say that because I was going to, to be um, restrictive in, in my, well, let's just say we're 50% of the world. <laughs> if we can come together like this, then we will have so much power. And Absolutely. with a sensitivity that is um, sometimes painful to have and yet also crucial, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I guess, because I'm always about, you know, so you're, let's say you're in this place where you're really not claiming your worth and you realize I am not charging and I just can't, it just feels so constrictive in my body to even think about it. How do you even start to pull somebody out of that, that place? Oh, what a great question. So um, I developed a process uh, called the prosperity cycle. And it literally is no matter where you are on your journey, if you want to have a quantum leap in your wealth, uh, you start with this four-step process. And and I'll do a a quick sharing with you what this four-step process is. We go deeply into it um, in my trainings, but the very first step is to release, you know, so what do you need to release? What belief do you have about yourself? What belief might you have about the services you provide? What beliefs around worth and wealth uh, do you need to be to release? So that's the first step is to release. You've got to let go. If you if you want to reach for something and you're holding so tightly to where you are and you don't want to change, but you want to change, but you want to change, but you don't know how to change, it requires us to release and. So that's the first step. The second step, and this actually follows the energy centers of the body from the base. So Mm -hmm. the release is very primal. What are you going to release? What are you going to let go on, go of as you, the second step would be what um, reclaim, reclaim. And this is about reclaiming your power as a woman, because I guarantee you've been in this place before some version of it. And you rose to the occasion. So where can you reclaim your power? Where can you remind yourself of the amazing things you've done in life? Third step is rewrite. What story, the new story, would you need to tell yourself Mm -hmm. to create a quantum leap? And then the fourth step is the receiving. This is all about the feminine process of surrendering, to truly let go and receive and allow the universe to support you in your abundance. So that's the four-step process. that we teach of the prosperity cycle. Yeah, that's amazing. And I can see that there would be a lot involved in each of each one of these steps. Um, Really, I'm guessing that in a lot of the people you work with, they're barely aware of some of so many of their beliefs that they have that they need to release, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's a great place. I mean, those four steps, even just to journal about it, it's amazing what comes through. 
And then, you know, you complete that, that four-step process and, uh, and it's, it's amazing what can happen, but yes, we, we design trainings around this prosperity cycle and it's, it's, it's truly, uh, spectacular to see the changes that can happen when people go through that four-step process. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's one of the things that I love to do on this with this show is sometimes it feels impossible. This process of transformation of going from somebody who has so in self-doubt and really not taking action because they are feeling so stuck and unempowered that it really is powerful and possible to become more, some, you know, to do more, to change your beliefs, right? You know, I, I have, do you have people who come in saying, there's no way this is not going to work, <laughs> but I hope. Well, I'm you know what? When people come to me, uh, they have already been to a lot of experts. Like they've been to a lot of personal growth seminars, they've hired other coaches, they've read the books. And I guess going back to your original question around what is my superpower is I really do believe that um, I have this gift of of really seeing what can't be seen. And so when they can, I, I have a saying of borrow somebody else's blessings. Like if you don't believe that you can have them for yourself, then lean into somebody else that already has what you have and borrow their blessings. So these women come to me and they lean into me and I am able to see what they can't see and reflect it back to them Um, and and to get them to a place where they can at least see it as possible. So if they can just see it as possible, that's a beautiful first step as we let go of the past that brought them to this moment of change. Yes. And I, and I love that because that is, this process of changes, sometimes there are these big quantum leaps where you are able to let go of the energy, but sometimes in the shifting, it really is just that seeing one pinpoint of light of, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe I could change. Maybe I could do something differently or believe something differently. And I'm working towards that. Yeah. I I do know. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there are uh, a lot of people where the real change happens when they are on their knees and it has to change. We know that as humans, we are often motivated more by pain than pleasure. And so it's fascinating on this panel that I was on yesterday, hearing the other women's story of what was the pain point? What was the moment where everything changed? And I remember mine so distinctly when my coach challenged me to double my rates as a coach and my whole nervous system went into panic, my stomach, you know, started jitting, my hands got the gut sweaty. And I thought she was totally crazy because at that time I'd been in business as a coach for five years. I was $130,000 in debt and I had done all the things, you know, Amazon bestseller. I launched the course. I had done all the things that on the surface, I looked successful. And my husband had said, if we can't make this change, then we, we you need to make a change in career, which for me would have been to go back to chiropractic, which I loved, but I was so committed as a coach. And so I realized, well, what's the worst that can happen if I double my rates and no one signs up? I, I'm, I, I can't get any worse than this. So often uh-huh. it's those pain points. And that was the year I tripled my business. 
And it wasn't just a matter of doubling the rates. It was who I needed to become to feel worthy and to build my business from the inside out. So just wanted to share that. Yeah, I love that story. And so then you are showing, okay, yes, it is possible to be in this down spot. And look, I have done it. I have done it. And you can do it too. I can see how that is. um, Again, it's that light that you emit that people can borrow from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's lovely. Will you you remind people um, again, where they can find you and learn more about you and the programs and such? Yes, you can go to queenofworth.com or follow me on all social platforms at Dr. Kelly Shue, S-C-H-U-H. That's great. Well, thank you, Dr. Kelly. It's been a joy to talk to you today. And listeners, I so appreciate you being here and showing up for yourselves. If you're interested in discovering more about the community at superpower experts, you can head over to superpowerexperts.com or your superpowered mind and just check out some of the groups we have in collaboration. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 